Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Marcos Viegas. This is Fight Up TV, and I'm being joined by the undefeated 16 and 0 with 16 knockouts, the sensational Virgil Ortiz Jr., who takes on Maurice Hooker coming up March 20th on the zone in a fight that's happening uh, in Texas. Uh, Virgil, man, hey, uh, great to chat with you again. Uh, I know uh, you last fought back in uh, July. Uh, got a knockout uh, against Samuel Vargas. How have you been since that time? I've been pretty good. You know, you just been uh, we just been training in the gym every day. You know, just working hard for this next fight. Um, just making sure we're staying ready. So, how how do you build uh, from that performance that you had against uh, Vargas heading into a, a camp against a, an experienced guy like Maurice Hooker? Um. You know, we just, uh, like I said, you know, every day when we're in the gym, we work hard, whether we have a fight or not. Uh, we just kept working hard. And once we did get this fight, we we were training in Texas and we came over here back to California just to, just to get some sparring in because this is where, where we get the best sparring in the world at over here. So, yeah, we just been, uh, yeah, long story short, working hard, sparring every day. I've been sparring every day. That's, that's something we're, we're doing different in this camp. Um, and, yeah, we're just we're just putting in rounds. Why have you uh, been sparring so much in this camp? What is it about this fight that you felt that the extra sparring was needed? Well, it's not even this fight. It's just that that's how I used to train back then. Uh, when I when I would uh, train back back in the amateur days in Vero Boxing Gym, we would spar every day. And uh, I feel better that way. I feel like I uh, I progress better. I, I stay more on um, in timing and, and all that stuff. I, I just feel better sparring every day. Yeah, you just missed that little snowstorm that they had over there in Texas too, huh? Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know, man. That, that was crazy. <laughs> the, the Grand Prairie, did that get affected as well? Because that, that's what your hometown oh, is. Yeah. Did it get crazy over there? Yeah, it, it did get a little crazy. And, uh, you know, especially where we were at, you know, the only way to get there is through a long-ass bridge. So, you know, my uh, my grandma who's staying at the house was pretty much could not go anywhere. But uh, my mom and uh our uh my my siblings she she took them over there because you know they weren't able to get warm in their house so they went back to my house uh luckily even though we were having uh power outages uh the gas was still on so you know they turned on the fireplace they were staying warm still so that's good you imagine if by just chance you would have stayed in texas to prepare the fight or gotten to california a little bit later you would have been stuck over there yeah, man, that would have been that would have been bad. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I see that you're in the back of your car. What, what is that? A Mustang? What What are you driving? Yeah, it's it's a Mustang. Yeah, I I hate being in here because like if you notice, my head's already touching the the windshield. So I I hate coming back here. But you know, I I pushed the I pushed my driver's seat up a little bit. So I'm just laying over here. I feel pretty good. What kind of Mustang do you do you got? It's it's just a, a 2017 uh, GT Mustang. Yeah, just something basic. Yeah. Is, yeah, are you a car guy? I know your teammate Mikey Garcia is a big car guy. Like, is that an interest of yours? Um, uh, not really. Um, yeah, not really. I just like the way they look. You know, I'm not too into the specs. Like, oh, this is a, a hydraulic, blah 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 blah. Like, I don't know shit about that. Like, <laughs> I just know it looks cool. <laughs> yeah. Do, do you, I love the older Mustangs, the Mustangs from like the 1990s, like the hatchback ones, because it, it takes me back to when I was a kid uh, and, and everything. And it's funny because I see Vanilla Ice rolling in the those old Mustangs. Do you like the older Mustangs? I don't. Oh, I don't. bro, really? No? I, I like okay, so I like the first ones. I like the first ones. And then when it gets to like maybe like the Fox Bodies, I think they started going. Uh, oh, you don't then, like the Fox started, Bodies? I don't. It looks, Why not? I, I don't. I just don't. It's just uh, 
it looks weird. It looks it like looks a weird. Halo car. A Halo. It looks like a car in Halo. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I can appreciate him. I just, I would rather get like maybe like a like the last three models. I like those. I like those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I like the 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 newer Mustangs, but I don't know. I, I guess because it's like a a sense of nostalgia with me because that's the car that I wanted yeah. when I was a little kid, you know. So that I, I maybe that that's the reason on uh, on my end with that. Uh, you know, going back to uh, the your fight with Vargas, you know, you, you looked great. You, you got a knockout in the seventh round. Uh, but were you happy with how you looked in the fight? Like, did you look over tape and, and did you feel like you know what I did well here? Like, I'm I'm happy overall with what I displayed. I mean, I think I did okay. I didn't. I don't think I did too bad. Uh, there, there was some stuff I could have did better. Like when I was taking them out, I could have uh, sat down on my punches a little more. Um, I was trying to overwhelm them like like Oscar De La Hoya did to to Fernando Vargas. That was my goal. But th- this dude could take a fucking punch. So and I don't think he was as hurt as Fernando, so it wasn't working as well. But I mean, uh, I I did get him out of there, and uh, you know, you live and you learn. So uh, yeah, that that's something I learned. For some people, it's very hard to look uh, look at tape at themselves. Like they they just absolutely like hate it, or, or they 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 avoid looking at tape of themselves of their fights for like a very long time. It's not only like fighters, uh, you know, host uh, actors. They all say the same. Like a lot of them don't like looking at uh, tape of themselves. Do you follow that category? Like, do you like looking at tape of yourself, or you're kind of like ah, like you you wait for the last minute to to watch over your your prior fights? I, I as soon as I get to the hotel room. I, I look at the tape and you know what there's there's a video of me out there looking at my fight as i'm at the fights you know mm. I, I forgot which fight it was but like literally like i'll right after the fights i i i put my clothes on and i go back into the crowd and i'm not even watching the fight i'm just watching my fight like, i'm just looking at like what i could have done better or maybe i'm admiring a, 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 i did at this round or whatever or i'm just looking at it so I, I love to watch my fights. Okay, that's good. Yeah. Um, why is that? Because a lot of people I know don't want to see it because they get so angry at like the mistakes that they make that that they they avoid uh, having to to watch the the tape. I don't know. I mean, you know what? I can kind of relate to it. Like some things, I just like I just don't want to deal with it. Like when it comes to me, but when it comes to my fights, it's different. So I would imagine it's the same way with them. I'm I'm not sure. You know, people think differently. I don't know. Yeah, no, that's true. People uh, do think differently. So you, you look at that fight, and I felt you you did overwhelmingly uh, really, really well in that. And coming into this fight, you know, Maurice Hooker's a former world champion, um, has a lot of experience, a tall guy, long reach. You know, what do you still incorporate in your game, you feel, at, at this point, at 16-0? and 0? I mean, you know, I still incorporate – I mean, I incorporate a lot of things. We we incorporate. So here's the thing. I don't. I don't want to say I fight differently every time, but I definitely focus on other things. Like I focus on, uh, like their weaknesses and and their strengths. I don't. I don't focus on mine. You know, like if I if I were only to focus on mine, then eventually I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna get beat because I'm fighting the same way each and every time. I become predictable. So it's more like I'm fighting to to what they can do and and what they can't do, not not necessarily what I can do. For you, what do you feel is still lacking in your game, and what do you do you look at at you know your last fights and feel that you could still improve? Um, 
I mean, sometimes I feel like I can finish a little better. Uh, like with, with just just a little smarter. Um, you know, I mean, you, you can always get better at some things. I feel like my my shot placements can can be better sometimes. Uh, I I've been working on my my head head movement game a lot more. You know, everyone says that my defense isn't that good, but really, when have you seen me like get my head like pop back like really good? Like we haven't seen that yet. Um, so I, I think my defense is is okay right now, and I don't know. It's just uh, it's a lot of things inspiring that I, I work on. Mm-hmm. But you know, by by the time it comes to the fight time, I pretty much have everything tuned to to where I need it to be. You know, this fight here is an interesting one. You know, uh, some people would say, you know, you know th- this is not not a huge, huge step up, but it is a step up because you're facing a guy um, that was uh, a few fights ago a world champion. You know, uh, you faced, you know, Herrera uh, in the past who, uh, man, a wealth of experience that guy had, you know, uh, uh, in his previous fights. Uh, your teammate Jose Ramirez fought uh, Hooker in a very uh, high-profile fight. Uh, have you had a chance to talk to him uh, about – approaching a fight with Maurice Hooker? Like, has he given you any advice? What has he told you? Uh, we haven't really talked too much about it, and I think that's mostly because uh, I think that uh, Hooker's not going to want to fight the same way twice, you know? Uh, I mean, he did get knocked out by Jose. A lot of people think me and Jose have similar styles, which, which we kind of do. So, you know, he's definitely not going to fight the same way. So to follow the same blueprint twice – I mean, I think it would be a good idea to look at it and see, like, what worked and what didn't work. But I don't think we would necessarily try to fight that same fight because, uh, again, I'm not I'm not Jose. What worked for Jose might not work for me. So we're just going to we're just going to go about it my way. Do you feel that he brings new things that you haven't seen in a fight before? Maurice Hooker? Uh, I mean, definitely. Besides, like, the reach advantage he has. um I mean, yeah, sure. You know, he's um, he's it's gonna be a competitive fight. Uh, I've seen when he fought Jose, whenever Jose would land, he would want to answer right back, and he would want to keep answering. So he just has that. He just kind of has that hunger, that 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 pedigree of uh, competitiveness to him that I don't think I've seen it in other fighters yet. You know, you're sixteen and zero, sixteen knockouts. Every every person you face, you've uh, knocked out. Uh, and you're saying that you feel that this fight can be very similar to the one that Jose had uh, against him. So with that being said, are, do you expect to knock uh, Maurice How Is that what you're gunning for in this fight? And is that what you feel is going to happen at some point that you're going to catch him? No, I'm not expecting for the knockout, uh, especially since I think he's not going to – I think he's going to move around a lot. So I'm not going to just mindlessly chase him down, you know, because it's at that point it's not going to work out. So I'm just going to fight him the the – in the best way possible, which possibly most likely might be, uh, might not be, you know, just throwing power shots at the power shots. I'm, I'm going to have to pick my shots, make sure my, my punch placement is good. Uh, you know, if I hurt him and I, I have an opportunity to take him out, then I'm, then I'm going to take it. You know, I'm not, but I'm just going to, I'm going to be smart about it. It sounds uh, from from what you're saying to me that you expect it to be a very competitive fight because I know a lot of people have said like, oh man, Ortiz is just going to go in there and knock knock Hooker out like he's already yeah. knocked out before. Yeah, that's what that's what a lot of people think, and I don't necessarily think it's going to go down that way. 
uh, it's not going to be an easy fight at all, and we're not we're not taking it as one. Do you ever feel bad knocking people out because <laughs> you've you've knocked everybody out uh, that you fought? And um, it's an interesting question to ask knockout punchers because it, I don't know with a lot of knockout punchers they I don't know it feels like they they want to knock people out. You know, do, do you ever feel bad afterwards? Like oh man, like I knocked that guy out pretty bad. Yeah, I mean, I do feel bad about it sometimes. Really? Uh, uh, yeah, 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 I do. I, do. I, f- I feel bad for for a lot of my opponents. Now, some of them I didn't because they were talking shit. But <laughs> a, lo- a lot of them, uh, I-, I do feel bad for for a lot of them. Uh, I mean, like like with uh, Oscar Valdez and Burchell this past weekend, you know, uh, Oscar, at, right after you knocked him out, I mean, yeah, he was jumping around screaming, but then, you know, Burchett was on the floor for a while, and at that point, it's like, oh, shit, you know, and then, uh, you know, Oscar got on his knees, and I'm not sure what he did, probably apologized to him, or, or you know, well, whatever he said to him, but, you know, there's always that, there's always that respect, you know? Have you apologized? Like, how does that conversation go? Like, do you just go and be like, yo, bro, man, I'm really sorry I knocked you out, or like... <laughs> I've, I've never said that yeah uh, i've never said you know just not not that plainly you know like sorry i knocked you out but like it's more like hey man hey thanks thanks for giving me this opportunity you know mm-hmm. just, just it was a good fight and uh you should be proud yeah yeah something like that <laughs> well you know that, that's good to show uh to to show um them and, and it's good to see uh especially as a, a fan of boxing like the the mutual respect uh, that you show an opponent like that. I remember like when Canelo knocked out Amir Khan, like almost immediately, like he turned around to check on Amir. And, and uh, I thought like, oh yeah. man, like that's a uh, good sportsmanship that uh, Canelo showing it. And there was a concern there too, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that, that knockout was brutal too. So I'm sure yeah. he was a little scared as well. Yeah. Do you ever feel pressure to keep the knockouts going? I know like this is something that like Berlanga experiences, like people expect Edward uh, Edgar Berlanga to knock his opponent out in the first round. And he, I, I think even him, you know, is he says he's not looking for it, but you could tell like he wants to knock these guys out as quick as possible. Do you feel the pressure of, of like that knockout aura uh, on you at all? Um, I don't, I don't really feel the pressure anymore because I mean, at first in my first five fights, you know, I, I was definitely looking for the knockout. Um, that that's what I wanted, you know. And uh, I feel fighting those, you know, those, those first few fighters that you fight, you know, they're 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 there to build your resume up. I felt obligated to knock them out until uh, you know my fifth fight. I gave him everything I had in the first round. Almost had him out there, but I didn't get him out because he was actually pretty tough. Then I had to start using my head and uh, actually pick my shots right, and I got him out of there that way. So. Uh, I mean, basically, like I've I've grown from a uh, as a fighter since that fight, and ever since then, I just like all right, you know, if it's gonna come, it's gonna come naturally. And ever since then, all all my knockouts have come naturally, and they've looked a lot better. Because I know, uh, you know, a lot of the hype of a a fighter comes from you know that knockout, and, and with you know, a lot of people look at you and be like, dude, Virgil knocks people out. You know, like I want to tune in because I know Virgil's gonna knock someone out. You know, does that, uh, I guess that never ever gets to you, or, or do you ever have a worry that you're not going to live up to that expectation? No, not really, because honestly, uh, whether I get the knockout or not, I'm always going to be in, a, in an exciting fight. You know, uh, I I just don't like being in boring fights. I don't like watching boring fights, so I'm not going to be in one. So all my fights are, are going to be entertaining regardless if there's a box, uh, if there's a knockout or not. If you win this fight, 
and, and I know you feel confident that you are going to win this fight. Have you spoken to Oscar to uh, on what comes next? Uh, because I would imagine you're fairly, fairly close to challenging a world title, seeing that this fight right here is against an ex-world uh, titleist. Yeah, um, we we haven't really spoken about it yet. You know, we're we're firstly we're gonna we're gonna take care of this uh, guy that's in front of me right now. Uh, not you, I'm talking about Reese Hooker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. Uh, don't we're, we're, me, bro. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna yeah, we're gonna take care of this fight first, and then we'll see what happens from there. You know, then we can talk about the future and what's gonna go on. You would think, you know, in, in terms of fights, in your opinion, who who's like the most realistic guy out there? Um, for you to to get like a big big fight if you uh beat Maurice Hooker coming up uh on March 20th. I mean honestly I think that the the Crawford fight would probably be the the easiest fight to make. He's uh he's with top rank, Golden Boy and Top Rank do uh work with each other, you know, they they make uh they make some shows with each other. Uh Hooker is Crawford's stable mate. He he's right there training with them, he's sparring with them. I think this uh I think I'm fighting for a WBO international welterweight title for this fight too. So, I mean, Crawford has the WBO belt. I mean, it only makes sense. There's like, I'm piecing everything, everything together. It's just, it, every, all the pieces fit. Man, does that excite you as much as it excites me? Because that's a tremendous freaking fight. It does. Yeah, it does. And I'm, I'm really excited for this fight. At, at this point, um, Virgil, do you feel you're ready for it, Crawford? A lot of people don't want to fight Crawford because of how good he is, how troublesome of a, of a fighter he is, uh, he is in, in the ring. Do you think with a win here, you're ready to go immediately into a Crawford fight, or you would still prefer maybe one more uh, against you know someone that uh, has a lot of experience before you go into a Crawford fight? You know, uh, if, I, if I beat Crawford, uh, Hooker, and um, if they were to offer me the fight right after the hooker fight, then I'll take it. You know, if they want to, if they offered to like, you don't have another hard fight and then Crawford, I would probably still pick Crawford, you know, just, you know, like that's, that's, this is what I've been fighting for, you know, you know, this, this is what I want. And I mean, I don't know, you know, Crawford is uh, about to end his uh, whole top rank thing uh, pretty soon. I think with this contract, I don't want to miss that opportunity. You know, with that, that this is as easy as it can get to making the fight with Golden Boy and Top Rank. So I would want it. I would want to fight him as soon as possible. Let me ask you this: with with no disrespect, Virgil, do you feel you're ready for a guy like a Terrence Crawford? Because some fans would be like, "Oh man, hey, this might be too early for you, Virgil." Like, hey, hey hold on a second. You know, a lot of people thought that about Delfimo Lopez with Lomachenko, and uh, he beat him. So you know what, anything is uh anything's possible. I think I think it's more than just saying that. I think that I'm more than capable of beating Crawford. What do you make of all this uh talk that uh you know, obviously you're you're a fan of boxing, you know, you're friends with Errol Spence. Um Crawford saying he doesn't really care if he has that Errol Spence fight. Like when I heard that, I was I was genuinely bummed out because that, that's a fight that I do want to see. What do you make of, of that back and forth between them two? Well, I mean, I really don't know what to make of it because, you know, everyone's pointing fingers and saying, you know, you're the reason that we can't make this fight. So you, I really don't know who's telling the truth or, you know, it, it could be both sides or it could be one side. We, I just don't know what to think of it. And yeah, I actually wanted to see that fight too. So, I mean, I, I really don't know. Um, 
and it, and it's it's kind of harder on me because I'm actually in that division. I I want the title shot too, so I it's it's kind of a hard thing to think about. Yeah, the reason why I brought it up is because of what you mentioned just right now. How do you avoid a situation like that happening to you? Because if you get another knockout in this fight, a lot of people aren't going to want a lot of people don't want to fight you now, but a lot more are not going to want to fight you still because of of how dangerous of a challenge you, you present them. Yeah, I mean um it can be challenging. Uh I feel like getting a knockout at this point would just would just uh further prove that I'm ready for a title shot. Um, the people who aren't going to want to fight me are most likely people who don't have titles. So I'm not even worried about them. I'm just worried about the people who have the titles. You know, I want the big names. I want, I want to fight the best. Did, uh, you know, Errol Spence is someone that, uh, you've known for a long time. Uh, I believe you consider him a friend. Did he look the same to you in that fight that he had against Danny Garcia? You know, I think that was my first time seeing him fight in person. So I, I really couldn't, I really couldn't, uh, how do I say, compare it to anything like, like his past performances before. But just, just putting it this way, no one has really beat Danny Garcia convincingly. You know, Keith Thurman and Garcia was a really close fight. The Porter fight, in my opinion, was, was a pretty close fight. Spence, in my opinion, almost shut him out. You know, he did a really good job. So I think he uh, deserves uh, more than enough credit for beating him. And, and he looked the same to you uh, since his other performances. Even though this is the first time you were seeing him, you, you've seen his other fights. Do so you feel like he, he's back to being Errol again? I, I would I would say so. Yes, mm -hmm. I, I would say so. You know, he's, he's definitely more than capable of handling himself in the ring still. So I would say that Errol is back. Man, you, you got a lot of fights potentially set up for you, man. If Crawford, <laughs> you know, Errol, um, you know, I know you've called out, you know, Thurman and, and, and Garcia in the past. You got Sean that's hovering there as well, that they're talking maybe a potential fight with, with him and Crawford, even though I don't think that's likely given, you know, Sean didn't like the offer um, that Top Rank gave uh, to him for that fight. Man, you know, all those fights can, can turn you into a star, Virgil, but... It, is that a big priority to you is becoming a star? You know, you, you see guys, uh, the younger guys, you know, like Ryan, like Teofimo, that that's a, a big priority that, you know, they, they want to get as big as they possibly can. You know, you, I see you as more of a quiet guy um, compared to them. Is that a big priority to you to be uber famous, to be a huge star? No, you know, if I can have the money and not, and not uh, take the fame with it, then I would, because I honestly don't like the attention. I, I like sticking to myself. Uh, you know, I'll let the spotlight be on them. Like I, I want to be known as one of the best boxers in in history. But at the same time, I don't want the attention. So you know, it's a double-edged sword. You know, it, you can only you can take both, or you can not have any. So it's I mean, it's kind of hard. But you know, it's if I if I gotta deal with all that, then yeah, I, I mean, I want to be a star. That's you know, that's where the money's at. I just don't want to deal with like the attention, but it's, it's hard. It's, it's like I said, it's either you take both or you don't get any or get anything, you know? So it's, it's a hard, uh, it's, it's a, it's a problem, but it's, it's something that if I had to deal with it, then I'll deal with it. Yeah. You know, do you ever feel pressure to put yourself out there more because of the success you see, you know, Devin, Teo, Ryan having? 
Um, no, not really, because I'm doing it my way. They, you know, they like to talk a lot of stuff on the internet. I'm not gonna go and be a star by doing that. I, I would rather be a star for what I do in the ring. Yeah, it, it's a difficult thing, man. When it when it happens to you so quick, you know, and, yeah. and you you lose a sense of privacy because you know you always constantly have attention and the criticism, especially the criticism is a hell of a lot more than when you were just a, a, a normal person. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's true too. You know, um, getting to the last part of this interview, uh, I got to go back to a, uh, a tweet that you sent out to Max Kellerman. He answered it on, on his show, but this is something that I want to know too, because I wanted to know from you, you know, you asked him who wins King Kong or Godzilla. I got my money on Godzilla, man. I don't. I put a poll out there. People think King Kong would win. I have no idea why, but you let me know, bro. Who wins, King Kong or Godzilla, and why? I think that I think King Kong probably has on Godzilla is. Wait, hold on, 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 hold on. You kind of broke up there. Answer it again. Let's get a clear signal. Yeah, there we go. So I think. I think the only thing that King Kong probably has on Godzilla is probably that, you know, he's he's a little smart, you know, they're, they're primates, you know, they, they, they got a little brains on them. But other than that, I mean, fucking Godzilla is like a literal nuclear wizard. You couldn't nuke the guy. You couldn't. He can shoot a fucking beam out of his mouth, he could, like a Kamehameha out of his mouth and stuff. Like, how are you gonna be him? Like, first of all, they made they they had to make King Kong bigger. That dude was climbing up the Empire State Building in his first movie, and now you're telling me he's taller than that? Like, that doesn't make sense. You know that that already shows in itself that Godzilla is is more than capable of beating him. But I mean, we're just gonna have to wait and see. You know, like, like it's it's a movie, so the writers can do whatever they want with the movie. But realistically, realistically, with two monsters, you know, that aren't even real. But like. Let's say if, if there was no writing about it, Godzilla would destroy him. Bro, it's no competition. It's no competition. It's, I don't know how. I, I don't know how people think King Kong is gonna. People, you know what? I, I tweeted it out, and people told me, "Well, King Kong's fast. He's mobile. He could jump from building to building uh, and take out Godzilla. Godzilla's slow." And I'm like, "Bro, this guy shoots nuclear fire breath. You know, like he's." And I was a big Godzilla fan growing up. Like I watched all those cheesy Japanese Godzilla movies where yeah. it was the guy in the costume, you know, and, and there's just two guys in the costume fighting. I'm like, there's no freaking way King Kong beats Godzilla. This is absolutely ludicrous. Ludicrous arguments. Yeah, no, no, it's it's not happening. It's not. <laughs> you know, on a final note, I saw a video of you playing your guitar um, and then the door closed. Do, do you live in a haunted house, bro? Yeah. You do? It is. Yeah legit it is uh one time i went on instagram live and uh they were telling me someone was behind me and i'm like ain't no one behind me but it was a few people so i thought they were i thought they were fucking with me and my, my you know my door is locked it, it was locked and they told me that there was someone behind me i'm like oh shit so uh it kind of creeped me out a little bit but uh Especially when my friend called me and told me, hey, there was someone behind you. I'm like, oh, shit. So uh, we talked to the past homeowners, and they're like, yeah, there, there's a there's a little ghost boy in there. I'm like, all right. And so maybe, like, for a good month or two, I had trouble sleeping. So I, I got over it now. It's just like whatever. You know, I'll, I'll, I'll come in the house. Hey, what's up? We'll do a little ghost handshake <laughs> or whatever. So we're okay now. 
but I, it was it was a little unsettling at first. Wait, do you still have this live up on your Instagram? I didn't save it. So, I didn't save it. I so they said it. a little shadow appeared behind you. I don't know if it was a shadow. They said they saw someone. Whoa, dude, that is freaking freaky, man. Yeah. What yeah. other <laughs> what what other occurrences have happened? There? It is. That's that's the only one I've seen. Oh, and well, the dog would uh, the dog would keep barking for nothing, like no reason. When I'm like, it was like eight or nine a.m. and the dog would start barking, and then I would just get scared because I'm like, what's he barking at? And then I'm like, he's probably barking at the ghost. So that that's what I'm. That's the only thing that I could think of. So you know, I'm over here overthinking it in bed. I can't. <laughs> Once the dog starts barking, I can't go back to sleep. I'm like, fuck, I'll start my day. Man, uh, dude. Yeah, you said you couldn't sleep. Uh, you'd get like very, very little sleep. Like, how'd you just get over it? I just—if there's nothing I can do about it, then you can move out. You know? <laughs> nah, <laughs> I'm not there. nah, <laughs> nah. I just—I just dealt with it. Like, I just got over it. Like, man, whatever is, it's cool, <laughs> <laughs> dude. No, that's weird. That's scary. Um, how long have you lived there? Like, when did this start? Um, well, I've only lived there since, uh, past February for, for a year now, like February, but, uh, I mean, it started way before me. I'll tell you that mm -hmm. it's cause I think that the neighborhood that I live in, it's, I think it was, it's made on top of a Confederate, um, grave site, like a cemetery. Yeah. That's, that's what I, that's what I was told. Mm -hmm. Did so, they tell you? I how really don't know. They know more about it than me. Yeah, did they tell you like anything about the little boy that like that haunts the house? No, no, they didn't. No. no. Oh no. man, you they totally got to do research. You got to let one of those like ghost hunter camera crews come into the to the house. I let them. I let them be, bro. I don't want to agitate him. <laughs> He's good. <laughs> yeah, it still kind of yeah. freaks you out, huh? <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to get him angry. <laughs> ah, maybe he's just bored, dude. Maybe he's lonely. He probably is, yeah, man. It's. I'm not gonna lie. I think he likes it when I play the piano. Yeah, yeah. I'm not, like, no, not even lying. Yeah. Do it's, you it's feel his? Wait, 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 wait. So when you play the piano, like, do you feel his presence, or like, do you do do things move in the house? Like, how how, how do you know he likes it? Nothing moves. I mean, you know what? That's that's the only times that uh, that's the only time like, I was I was on Instagram like playing the piano mm -hmm. and. It just it gives me an eerie feeling when I start playing it now. Oh man, that is so scary. <laughs> that that's like a, yeah. a fear of mine is buying a house and then finding out like eight months into it that it's haunted. And it's like, well, crap, what do I do now? Yeah, I found out like a weekend, so <laughs> <laughs> oh man, bro. Well, uh, uh be careful, man. Uh I hope uh you become homies with little Casper there. <laughs> yeah, he's cool. <laughs> this is Virgil Ortiz uh, speaking on uh, his upcoming fight, March twentieth on the Zone. Um, it's a, a hometown battle. Both guys, him and uh, Maurice uh, from Texas. Virgil, man, uh, what do you want to tell the fans? What's the the last message you want to send out to them? Yeah, man. I mean, uh, it's it's gonna be a great fight. You know, we, we have a, a night of a good fights. Uh, you know, excluding mine. You know, there there's other fights out there that, that are gonna be really good fights. Uh, I'm really excited to see the. Jonathan Navarro versus Cano fight. That that's gonna be a really good fight right there. I'm I'm definitely gonna be watching that one. Um, 
but yeah, it's it's gonna be a really good fight. You know, buy your tickets if you're able to. If you're there in the DFW area, uh, you know, buy some uh, Team Ortiz merch. It's in show for the team. But yeah, other than that, I appreciate you guys, and uh, I, I appreciate you guys just sticking with me this entire time. Good stuff, man. That was Virgil Ortiz. Like I mentioned, he fights at Maurice Hooker coming up March twentieth. Virgil, man, good chatting with you. Thank you. Same here. Thank you. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.